Yellen sends one to right center and deep. Get up! Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. I'm your host, Tyler. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler Kurtz. You can find my writing at Reviewing the Brew on Twitter. The podcast can be found at Trilogy underscore pod or by searching on YouTube Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. Trevor is not joining me today because, well, I think he has a lot more bigger Super Bowl plans than what I have, in which mine today consists of just staying inside and staying warm. Where, I, I don't know, I think he's having a little get-together with his family, and I'm not quite sure when that started, but obviously started before we were able to get together and record some brewers today, so I'll be rolling solo here for this podcast, uh, two of them in a row here, so we'll have to give him some crap here next time he's back on the show, but he will be back eventually here We've got an exciting podcast here for you today. Going to talk a little bit about Colton Wong, some more Brewers rumors, and then kind of go over some minor league invitees to spring training. That happened a while ago now is when it was announced, but just something I feel like we should touch on because non-roster invitees are, everyone's always pulling for someone, and it's good to have that list in your mind already as we get closer to spring training. So, As I mentioned, I wanted to briefly touch on Colton Wong because since I last recorded the emergency podcast, more details have come out specifically about his contract, and it's just absolutely genius work here by David Stern. So obviously we knew it was two years, $18 It's a $16 million value with deferrals. Colton Wong is going to get a $1 million signing bonus. His salary for 2021 7 mil average annual value is for 2021, but 5 million of it is deferred without interest. So Colton Wong will get paid by the Brewers in June and December of 2023 and 2024. So those are $1.25 million increments there to make up for that salary. So obviously that leaves a lot more flexibility for the Brewers this year to still make another signing, which is awesome. His value for the 2022 season will be $8 million, and then there was that club option for the 2023 option that will have a $10 million tag to it with a $2 million buyout. So absolutely genius work here of the construction of this deal, I think, by David Stearns, because everyone's been begging for another player to be signed, and the way this is constructed, they now have 
the ability to do so, which we will get to in a little bit. Before I do get off of Colton Wong here, I did want to mention that the plan is, as of right now, to have Matt Graves, the site editor and expert at Cardinals Rant, come on for a podcast to specifically go over Colton Wong, because obviously, even though he's a Cardinals fan, he's been watching him a lot longer than what we have, can maybe provide some insight there. So that is hopefully going to be a bonus podcast coming out this week, possibly coming out on Tuesday. So you might get back-to-back days of my podcast coming out. So we'll keep you updated in case that timetable changes, but that'll be an exciting one to listen to. So let's shift over here to some more rumors. The Brewers showed some interest in Shin Su Chu, which really kind of came as a surprise because they specifically said that they were looking at him to play first base. He's been a long-term outfielder in DH for the Rangers, signed that seven-year, like $130 million deal with them that expired after this season, and is now a free agent. So it's like, okay, he's never even played first base throughout his entire career. He's working on it, reports are, this offseason, but just a really strange move because... No matter, even if they did sign him, you know, you'd be have three inexperienced first basemans potentially to go to in Kesson Hira, Chu, Vogelbach. So it was really strange just that that rumor got leaked right after like David Stern spent an entire press conference talking about Kesson Hira playing first base. And then Kesson's like, yeah, I don't even have a mitt. Oh, wait, it actually just came in the mail today. And it's like, it's just very bizarre timing for that. And it's really kind of frustrating because like this long notion that the Brewers have not had a consistent first baseman since like Prince Fielder is still true. Here's a list of their opening day first baseman since 2012. Matt Gamel, 2013 Alex Gonzalez, 14 Lyle Bay, then Adam Lind, Chris Carter, Eric Thames in 2017, 2018, Ryan Braun actually opened up as the first baseman on opening day. 2019 was Aguilar. Last year was Smoke. This year, still likely going to be Kesson Hira. But as you never know, if the Brewers do pull a trigger here on Chu or not, or if they just have him be outfield depth at that point, not entirely sure what they are thinking in terms of that. But he would be an interesting guy to acquire he obviously did not live up to the contract that he signed when he went to the rangers but still a very solid and productive player i mean especially if you get rid of 2020 given the shortened season and take his last couple of seasons before that from like 2017 to 2019 uh, constantly hitting in the 260s his on-base percentage 2018 377 2019 371 He had OPSs over 800, hit over 20 home runs, 62 RBIs in 18, 61 RBIs in 2019. So he's still a very productive player, obviously not worth the money that the Rangers signed him for. And I'm not quite sure what a contract would look like for him here, but obviously I think it it's definitely in the single digits. Is it less than five million? Maybe. I, I think maybe that's kind of the target area to go towards, start there. Brewers do end up pulling the trigger, but we'll see. Just kind of interesting how that rumor came out and the, and the whole timing of it. So the Brewers are also reportedly still in on Justin Turner. Ken Rosenthal had something out online the other day indicating that the Brewers are 
basically on the peripheries of that deal. You know, they're on the outside looking in, just kind of, you know, hoping other teams maybe fall out or decide to go with other options, and then maybe that just leaves the Brewers. (laughs) I think the Dodgers are still the favorite to win Justin Turner, but Brewers are still actively engaged in that. Like, it's not like that rumor just got leaked once and then everybody forgot about it. Nope, the Brewers are still pursuing Justin Turner, believe it or not. So I I believe what Ken Rosenthal reports. It's not like it's Bob telling me it, so (laughs) I'm going to believe it, right? (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, I think there's, like, this... Among Brewer fans were like, gosh, we need to get a third baseman. need to get a third baseman. Yes, I agree. But do we need to do it urgently and right now? No, because even if we do not sign Justin Turner, I mean, out there, there's still Travis Shaw. There's still Jed Jerko. There's still Mikhail Franco. CJ Lamb is still out there um, looking for a bounce back year. Used to be with the Diamondbacks. So there are still plenty of options. Like, even if we didn't get Turner and signed any of those other guys, I'd feel, I'd feel a lot better than I do right now. The Brewers would on paper, be a better team no matter which one of those guys they signed. Obviously, I think, yes, Justin Turner has the highest upside, but it's going to come at just a ridiculous price tag. So not quite sure how they're going to swing it, you know, even with all this deferred money that you have from Colton Wong's deal now. That's a lot. You essentially have to kind of like try and find a trade partner if, you know, maybe you get rid of Avi Garcia, but I was thinking maybe the maybe they would go to the Mets, but the Mets just signed Elmora Jr. now today, solving their outfield depth issue. So who makes a good trade partner with Avi? Uh, we explored that earlier this offseason, and, and I think if an obvious suitor has not come about now, then there just really isn't one. So I'm thinking we're going to hold on for Avi for another year here anyway, unless if, you know, some magically weird thing happens at the trade deadline. But I think we're going to enter the year with Avi Garcia on the lineup. I did also want to point out in this podcast that I think it's really important with this Colton Wong signing that the Brewers should pursue Brett Anderson again. So obviously you're getting a gold glover in Wong and you're pairing that with Orlando Arcia. I mean, that's going to be a dynamic duo. Like the thoughts of what they're going to do and the plays they're going to make, you need to stretch your imagination out because it's going to be awesome and fun to watch. So why not go out and get a ground ball pitcher that's going to pitch into this now strength of the Brewers' defense? So that's why I was like, hey, bring Brett Anderson back. He's familiar with the ball club. He's familiar with the catchers. I think he liked it here. And I think, and I truly believe, in a 162-game season, Brewer fans would have liked Brett Anderson maybe more so than they did in this short 60-game season because, well, he started the season late with a blister, His final start got cut short due to the blister again, but he ended up making 10 starts for the Brewers. Six of them went over five innings, had a couple six-inning stints in there, four of them to be exact. Again, like over a larger sample size, I think Brett Anderson would have ate up a ton of innings for the Brewers, and having this improved defense, especially in the middle, that just goes, they're going to work so well together. Like, I can't think of a good reason why not to go out and get Brett Anderson, because last year I did the math, there was four total errors committed when Brett Anderson was on the mound. Two of them came via Kesson Hira. You can't have those, like, especially with a ground ball pitcher, and now that the middle defense is shirt up, it just makes logical sense. He's going to be cheap again. 
and he's going to be a veteran. Everything just makes sense, and I would not be opposed to bringing Brett Anderson back by any means. But let's shift over here into some non-roster invitees for spring training. There's a good amount of them here. Obviously, the headliners are Garrett Mitchell, Bryce Terang, but otherwise, we got Clayton Andrews, Aaron Ashby, Zach Brown, Zach Green, Blaine Hardy, Peyton Henry, Thomas Jenkins, Tristan Lutz, Javi Milner, Jace Peterson, Pablo Reyes, Miguel Sanchez, Quentin Torres Costa, Jake Cousins, Dylan Cozens. So a couple names towards the bottom there that I don't really notice, but like out of this initial list here, like I'm obviously really glad to see Aaron Ashby, but then I'm like, hmm, where's Anton Kelly? Like I think that's one name I really would have liked to seen on here. Obviously, I think having Garrett Mitchell up despite just being drafted this year is huge. I mean, the Brewers did the same thing with Ethan Small. Is he going to make the roster out of spring training? God, no. I, You know, it's like a... 2% chance. I betcha maybe even 1%, but just to get that experience is going to be big for him there. And obviously like names like Feliciano are left off because, hey, he's on the 40-man roster already. So um, don't forget about that. He did get protected earlier this offseason. Zach Green is a third baseman who I, we talked about on a previous podcast, so I think is going to be a sneaky surprise, hopefully for us this year. And that would kind of really silence all the people who are saying why isn't Stearns going out and getting a third baseman and Zach Green has the power to do it he hits for a good average he'd be on a minor league deal it would just be an absolute steal if this guy balled out and if the Brewers don't sign anyone at third base and he shows up out of nowhere I'm just you know what I might be a little bit stuck up I'll be I'm the ones who told you so um, because there's so many people out there on Twitter who would just criticize Stearns for not signing anyone every day of the offseason, and it's like, maybe the guy was there this whole time. I know it is rather unlikely, seeing how Zach Green has like barely any major league experience, but you never know. Like That's why you play the game. He's 26 years old. He seems to be peaking. He's at the prime of his career. If all of a sudden he can put together, you know, say at his best season ever as a major leaguer, he you know, becomes an everyday player and hits 20 home runs at the bottom of this Brewers lineup, like, hell yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. I would take that if he can be a sure thing in the field as well. Not saying that's going to happen, but wishful thinking there with Zach Green. Another guy who I did not mention earlier in this list is Zach Venero. So he got added just a few days ago, actually, and really a sneaky sign or add-on here by the Brewers. He was acquired by them in the summer of 2019, went to the Arizona Rookie League, pitched pretty well there, and then was coming into spring training and was slated to start with Mudcats, and then obviously the shutdown happened. So let me back up a little bit here. Venero is a right-handed pitcher. He did not get drafted out of college, despite having, like, he had a really low ERA senior year in college. But he, his fastball velocity was not very high. I think it topped out at, like, 87 miles per hour at that time. Goes undrafted, continues to train, and by the time he was training and spring training was rolling around last year, he was hitting triple digits with this fastball. There was the academy where he was training at said his highest like velocity fastballs they took the average of 11 of them and it was 98 miles per hour and that was right before he's going to spring training last year so 
he would have made some noise in the minor league ranks, I think, had there been a minor league season last year, given that gas that he's throwing. He has a lot of closing experience in like the in the Arizona Rookie League and independent leagues that he's pitched in. Even throughout college, he was a reliever the entire time, never really a starter. So he is someone who I'm, you know, when I first saw his name get added to the non-roster invitee list, I was like, who is that? And then I did some digging around. I'm like, man, this guy's a fighter. He should have made some noise last year, but due to everything that was going on, obviously he was not able to do so. So that will be one guy to keep your eye on. Will he make the roster right out of camp? No, I highly doubt it, but I mean, he's only 24 years old. I expect him, you know, maybe starts at double A again, or maybe the Brewers say, hey, you pitched really good in spring training. We'll start you in at triple A. And I don't know. I don't think he's going to necessarily make the roster, but the fact that they're saying, hey, we like your stuff and want you to be around the big league guys says a lot to what the Brewers think of his talents. And with the way the Brewers have been finding relief pitchers as of late here, there's obviously some promise um, in the guys that they're finding. So that is Zach Venero, I think, could be a very sneaky guy and a guy to keep an eye on as we approach uh, pitchers and catchers reporting, which is coming up literally on February 18th. So that is next Thursday, not this Thursday, but the Thursday after that already. So at that point, we'll be hearing who's all coming in in the best shape of their life, who's added new pitches. And (laughs) it's always an exciting time of the year when all of that rolls around. But that is going to wrap me up here for today. Again, a little bit shorter because I am rolling solo, but Make sure you look up for this bonus podcast that will be coming out hopefully on Tuesday, bearing any setbacks. That will be with Matt Graves, the site editor, site expert at Cardinals Rant. He's going to be discussing all things Colton Wong with me. So we're going to do a deep dive into the gold glover that he is. Wong says he's going to get Orlando Arcia a gold glove too. So I'm sure we'll be talking all about that. So in case you had not heard enough about him, make sure you stay on the lookout for that podcast. Make sure you're following us as we gear up here. We're going to probably start increasing our podcast totals once spring training gets started here, for sure once the regular season gets started. So I'm getting excited, getting ready for spring, getting ready for baseball to be back. The Super Bowl's today, which means we're one step closer (laughs) to baseball. Uh, That's kind of how I look at it on the calendar. So make sure you hit subscribe, give us a follow, and we will talk to you later, Brewer fans.